Welcome back in, fantasy football players. Week 8 is on the horizon. It is crunch time. It is do or die. It is playoffs on the horizon. Before you know it, they will be here. I am Ethan Paul. You are listening to Flex Appeal Dynasty Fantasy Football, the flexiest football show on the air. Jacob Tyler on the other end. Jacob, welcome in. How are you feeling? I have beaten you head-to-head in Week 7 in our Dynasty Home League. You you put the smack down on me, man. It, yeah. it wasn't even close. Uh, it was over by the by the mid-afternoon game, so I've got, I got over really quick. Yeah, well, this it was brutal. Bit. I mean, here's how brutal it was for the listeners. I actually beat you, and I had Matt Breida in my lineup with negative .50 points. I had Allen Robinson with a... Uh, with 1.4, was it? A catch? Yeah. For your catch? Yeah, you had, you had a bad day. Had a bad so, day. For the record, uh, head-to-head this year, I'm 1-0 against you, and you are 0-1 against me. Are you behind me in the standings still? Yeah, I'm behind okay, you. Okay, let's, let's, let's move on. Let's move on. <laughs> All right, people, here's what we're going to do for the show. Let me just give you a quick rundown. Uh, we're going to talk about some headlines. Amari Cooper, Marshawn Lynch, the Miami situation, among others. Uh, then we're going to we're going to scratch the surface just like we did last week. We're going to talk about some of the running backs for the 2019 class that we like. Uh, we're not look. We're not ranking these guys. We're not digging too deep. We're just starting to give you some insight into the you know a look ahead, a sneak peek, if you will, on the upcoming uh, draft class. So, uh, Jacob, let's get started. Amari Cooper traded to the Cowboys for a first round pick. What does this mean? Let's start with Cooper. Let's start with for Cooper owners. What does this mean for Cooper long-term fantasy-wise? Well, long-term, he went from having a quarterback who couldn't throw the ball to a quarterback that can't throw the ball. Yeah. And to, to make it even worse, he's a wire receiver that can't catch the ball. Right. I, I don't see the positives for either side. Obviously, it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's, a, it's a welcome addition. Dallas had a terrible wide receiver group. Amari Cooper's a definite upgrade. It's just... I I don't I don't buy the the first round pick value for it. Oh hell no, no I don't think anybody does. Uh, Cooper, the problem is too, it's a run heavy offense, so yeah. I don't think you're going to see a huge spike in his production. I do like it for Dak though. I know we hound him, oh, he's yeah. not, you know, but long term, at least he has a number, a true number one wide receiver, yeah, a number one talent. He does, you know, Absolutely. to throw to now. So um, I like the outlook more for Dak and maybe even Zeke. You know, running lanes open up when coverage has to shift towards a wide receiver. So, I do not disagree. And anytime you introduce somebody with his pedigree, draft pedigree, and his talent, he has talent. This, yeah. Don't get me wrong here. He has talent. It's You know how I feel about him. He's he's not a physical wide receiver. We talked about uh, about the uh, pro football focus uh, grade on 50-50 balls, contested jump balls. It's just not good there. I think that that's kind of a that's kind of what he's going to be expecting over there because it's a pretty sloppy offense outside right. of Zeke. Right. Yeah, I'm with you. Um. So so bottom line, we don't like this trade for either party for Cooper for for the Cowboys. I mean, I guess Gruden wins. You know, in theory, he gets a first round pick for a you know bit of an overrated player. Uh. So Gruden grinding. It's going to be the summer of Gruden, man. Oh, yeah. It's going to be the summer of Gruden, 2019. Three 2019 draft yeah. picks. you got to think he's going to address yeah. you know, the wide receiver position, maybe the left tackle yeah. position. And he has a 2020 Bears pick. So he has, he, they currently have on hand the next two seasons five first-round draft picks. Nice. Should be fun to watch there. And I do have faith that they could eventually turn into a formidable offense. I just think right now they're in strictly rebuilding mode. So if you, got, if you own guys like Marshawn Lynch, you know uh, some of these older – Jordy Nelson – Sell if you still can. Marty B. Yeah, Martavis Bryant. I don't want a piece of him. I don't want a piece of him. I mean, what about Derek Carr, dude? He's 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 struggling big time. Yeah, he's never looked right since he broke his leg. I don't think the confidence ever came back. Well, did you did you hear what they were saying? He was crying on the sidelines, and that they they lost all total respect for him. I think it's a bogus claim. I think it's just the media drumming up some interest because there's nothing else to talk about in Oakland. 
Yeah, I don't know. I look, the NFL is the closest thing you have to gladiators in the in the uh, the, the theater, so to speak. Yeah. Uh, if you see your leader crying after he what knocks his hand on a helmet or whatever he did, is that what happened? Yeah, I think it was okay. like a minor injury. He was whimpering and crying like a little girl. I mean, okay, I could see it. I'd be disheartened. You know, hell, I get disheartened with my, uh, uh, you know, like a softball league we play in. You know, if my pitcher's throwing balls and he's like, you know, frustrated, I'm disheartened playing behind him. Yeah. So I can only imagine if I'm like putting everything, put literally putting yeah. my life on the line on the football field and my quarterback's crying like a girl, I'd be disheartened. So I'm just, dis- I'm disheartened that we spent two minutes talking about yeah. this. It's a non story. Let's, let's get on. Damn let's it. look. How about, let's look at Marshawn Lynch. We mentioned him uh, officially placed on the IR. So like I said, you know, some of these older pieces in Oakland uh, trending down for sure. Now that Lynch is on the IR, who's the running back to own in Oakland in your eyes? Let's say this year and then long term. This year it's got to be Jalen Richard. And yeah. I know you got some you got some stake in him. You got yeah. some, you got some uh, shares in this guy. Jalen Richard for sure and Doug, Doug Martin, the muscle hamster. Yeah, Doug Martin worries me because he's he's not a pass catcher. Yeah. He's the ground and pound guy and they're not going to be up they're not going to be winning many games, no. you know, later in the games this year, so yeah, it's nice on paper to have the quote-unquote starting running back, but I'm with you. I think Jalen Richard is the better play the rest of the way out. Matchup depending. You know, I wouldn't roll him out there blindly every week, but I think he's definitely the guy to own in 2018. What about moving forward? I know they have that big, like, fullback dude. I can't even is remember Warren? his name. Warren, maybe? Yeah. You know, uh, any yeah. interest in him, or do you think, you know, Oakland's going to address the running back situation in the offseason, take a wait-and-see approach? I mean, the fact well, that we, we don't know anything about him going yeah. into week eight, I think that, that tells you everything you need. Yeah. Know. Yeah. So, no interest in any young right. guy. Uh, yeah. We're not really into the Oakland offense at all this year. Uh, yeah. And we haven't been since day one. We, you know, I don't think any of us were telling, you know, if you have Jared Cook, sell him high. If you have Jordy Nelson, oh. dump him. I mean, Cook had those two big weeks and he was, everybody was proclaim, proclaiming that he was going to be a top five tight end. Yeah. I think I, he scored 75% of his points, if I'm not mistaken, in those two weeks. Yeah. So, you should have already so, sold him. Yeah, so. for sure. Uh, let's get to more injury news in Miami. You had <laughs> Albert Wilson on your dynasty team, and you were pretty stoked about him. He's obviously got some game-breaker ability. Uh, it looks like he's going to be out for the year. Uh, they placed him on the IR, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then Stills has a groin or a hip also. He's going to miss a couple weeks. Who do we like the rest of this year? Let's focus on 2018 first. Is Devontae Parker going to make a comeback? You know, is the Grant kid for real? Jakeem what Grant. about Carew? I mean, the guy, he, he was a thing a couple years ago. Who do you like? Out of the group, none um, of these guys. Danny Amendola. That's, Amendola. That's, that's what I'm liking here. Uh, Jakeem Grant, like 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 you mentioned, he's he's a big play guy. If you, if you're not playing in a league with special teams or punt return yardage, it's probably not worth it. But he's definitely worth a stash. Mm-hmm. I don't want look. Full disclosure, I'm not saying this guy is the next Tyreek Hill, but this guy has Tyreek Hill type speed. He's a game breaker. Yeah. we like to use that term a lot. He's an absolute game breaker. So just, it's worth a stash just to kind of see how he develops in that offense. Any interest in Carew or Devontae Parker? Lorente Carew, that that hype train is off the ra- off the off the rails, man. Right, that's long and gone. Right, okay. Same thing for Parker in my eyes. Uh, the guy hasn't done it yet. <laughs> He's never gonna do it. I think Gay said that. Well, we have all these guys out. Parker's gonna have to play. Yeah, like that's the dreaded. Is that is that a vote of confidence? No, what, it's not a vote you, of confidence. <laughs> that's the coach saying, I don't really love my yeah. options, but I have to play right. him. I can't suit up, so I'm going to have to play the guy that we drafted in the first round. Right, right. So no interest in Parker, no interest right. in Carew. We do want to stash Grant, and we do like Amendola, and I think you could start him yeah. probably as soon as this week on a Thursday night against the Texans. Yep. Amendola's probably the safest bet out of all these guys. Just just strictly on the target volume that he's yeah, going to have. Of and course. Albert Wilson, definite stash. The way he, the way he showed out at the yeah. end of 2017 – and obviously he had a few big games this year, but I, I like I like the way he was playing in that offense. 
I think he's definite, definitely worth a stash there. Yeah, and same thing with Stills in my eyes. Oh, There's yeah. still nice depth wide receivers to have, and especially in a best ball, those guys are built yeah. perfectly for like a best ball if you're doing some sort of dynasty best ball league. Um, what about, would you start Amendola this Thursday if Brock Osweiler is the quarterback? Does that give you, I mean, any pause there? I know we're saying volume, but they, there could be a lot of bad targets if, if the Brock Ness Monster is starting on Thursday. Today is the 24th? Yeah. Tomorrow's the 25th? Yeah. Still in October? Yeah. So that means it's still Brocktober. Oh, Jesus. Give it to me. Give me Amendola. Give me Brock, the Brock Lobster. All right, so you heard it here I'm first. I'm all in. Start Amendola this week, people. <laughs> Jacob Tyler is telling you to fire up your Amendolas. It's, Brock, it's Brocktober. Let's hey, do look, it. Brock Lobster, baby. Um, more injury news, and speaking of quarterbacks who suck, let's touch on the Jags real quick. Fournette out until week 10 with yep. a hamstring. Yep, yep. That's a major disappointment. He's shown that uh, he can't really be relied upon to be a, a season-long guy. Yeah. I mean, it's it, it's really unfortunate. And he got banged up a little bit in college. I don't want to blame it on college and less miles at LSU, but uh, it's, it's a major disappointment at this point because you yeah. drafted him with the first overall pick. Yeah. You essentially drafted him in 2017. Right. With with the hopes of what Barkley is doing right now. Right, exactly. It's, it's not even close. And we've seen flashes. That's what's frustrating. Yep. We know he's super talented. We've seen flashes. Hamstrings are brutal. I mean, the, look, the injuries in college and the injuries last year, those were foot and ankle issues. Those were like getting rolled mm-hmm. up on, getting stepped on. Hamstrings, man, that's, that's you know, it zaps your explosiveness. It zaps your speed. Um, can't cut. And, can't and, well, can't, can't right. break off. And you, you could re-injure it, you know, with one, oh, yeah. with one step. So yeah. hamstrings stink. Uh, look. If you're in playoff contention, you, you fingers crossed he's back week 10. He can lead you to a championship, all that jazz. Long term, though, you shouldn't feel confident having Fournette as your only stud running back or as your, your, your RB1. You have to have some backup plans. You need to be trading for their handcuffs, uh, given you know the, now the injury history. Agreed. Um, you want to talk about Blake Bortles at all? I mean, uh, I, just, I have written on our notes that Bortles sucks. That's literally that's, the two words I've had written. That's about all that needs to be said about Bortles. What a major disappointment. Right. Well, and he's he's it, what what sucks about Bortles is he's killing the value of any wide receivers yeah. and tight ends on that in that offense. Moncrief is having a pretty solid year, all considering, things considered. Yeah. yeah, and D.D. Westbrook has shown flashes, yeah. but I mean, man, it's Dylan it's hard to Cole. get behind. Yeah, but but Austin see, it's, you can't predict who's going to do what. There's no consistency there. Well, well, I think we kind of figured that out in the offseason when they signed all these guys. Right. It's, right. it's it's one of those why are they getting all these guys? Why are they, why are they signing all these tight ends? Yeah, it's a little frustrating. But I don't have shares in any of these guys, fortunately, so I'm okay with that. And look, real quick, before we get on to our next note, I want to throw this at you. Dalvin Cook, the news broke today. They're going to actually hold him out until after their bye week. The Vikings will. Uh, he's not going to come back until week 11. Mm-hmm. I mean, are we kind of in the same boat with him and Fournette? Both have injury histories, now a hamstring lingering in 2018. You know, kind of the same thing across the board? I think I think they're in a, they're in a similar situation. Okay. And you mentioned long-term. Long-term, you probably want these guys to sit out. You don't want these guys playing as soon as possible. Right. You, want, you want the injury to heal up. You don't want this to be a long-term thing where these guys are feeling the repercussions of this two years down, right. down the road. Or having surgeries yeah. to repair torn hammies or exactly. anything like that. So, yeah, yeah. that's – this is pro- – unfortunately, it's it's paying the butt because you want these guys to be on the field. You drafted them first overall, second overall just, just last year. Yeah. And they're holding your team back, but – Long term, this is probably the best situation. And long term, it's important to remember, people, it's a dynasty league. You may be having a bad year this year because these guys are out, but that's okay. Do not trade them. The talent usually rises to the top. You know, if if both or either one of these guys has a great year next year, you're going to be glad you kept them. Do not sell these guys. Mm -hmm. You know, it's a long term league, it's a long term play. Um, so this is why you have time. handcuffs. Right. This is why you invest. If you're going to invest a first round, a first overall or second overall pick in a running back, you got to have the handcuffs. Yeah. You got to trade gotta assets go. to get the handcuffs if you don't have them already. I agree. 
Uh, let's talk about the Chiefs just because they're fun to talk about. Patty Mahomes, dude. Like, let's look back after week three or four. We were saying, hey, you know, do you sell high on this guy? There's no way he sustains it. You know, uh, Deshaun Watson did this last year. Mm-hmm. What do we do with Mahomes? Well, look, man, seven weeks now, the guy continues to light it up. He's the number one player in fantasy, number one quarterback, obviously. I mean, is he creeping up in the, I don't know, top three dynasty asset quarterback conversation? He's my top dynasty quarterback. There it is. Lukewarm take, people. He is. He's, he's my top dynasty quarterback at, at this point. I mean, there's nothing that he does wrong. Yeah. I mean, he takes care of the ball. Yeah, we've seen a few interceptions, but when you got when you got people making a big deal out of one interception in the game, like, wow, he finally threw an interception. That's a good thing. Yeah. Like it's it really is a good thing. He he's in a perfect offense. Right. He probably there's probably no team in the in the league that has more talent offensively than the Kansas City Chiefs. Mm-hmm. And he has all of them at his disposal. So right. he, he's my top guy. He probably has the best offensive mind calling the plays. Yeah, with Andy Reid, he's aggressive. One, um, one, of the, one of the best. Probably fits his style the best as well. Yeah, and look, he, he has. The, we know he has a cannon. We know he's mobile. He can throw on the run. He's a playmaker. He can throw left-handed. There's literally no red flags with this kid. Maybe if you want to get nitpicky, he forces some things. Or, or you know, if you want to really, you know, he's get confident. Picky. He's but confident. Look, yeah, he can throw it 80 yeah. yards down the field, and Tyreek Hill can go get it. Yeah. So I like it all day. He's got the big playability. He can throw the short stuff. And not to mention, he's got a good running game. Yeah. And short term, this year and next he's got a bad defense which means he's gonna be throwing yep. it a lot so yeah um i'm, I'm kind of with you i don't know about number one but man who, who would you have ahead of him uh for for dynasty yeah i mean man, I, I might still have some of the elites up there i might still have like rogers number one yeah, I, know, I, don't, I don't disagree yeah I, I don't i'm not gonna harp on that just because I mean, he has a bigger sample size right now you know if we're looking at a three-year window like huh. like you and adam like to do yeah. rogers is it for me you know if we're looking yeah. at a five to eight year window then obviously mahomes is the answer because rogers is already what mm. 35 so yep uh, but look hey mahomes top three i'd have no problem putting him there from a dynasty perspective all right before we get to the uh, top five running backs that we're going to talk about today people i want to take a minute to talk about mybookie.com Sure, watching football is fun, but it's more entertaining when you have some action on the game. Guys, you've heard me talk about this for weeks, and some of you are still on the sidelines. Whether you're an expert or a rookie, you should be betting at mybookie.com. If you're the kind of guy that likes to bet a little and win a lot, like playing the numbers on roulette, you can create a big parlay. Pick three teams to win, you hit all three, you win $600 on a $100 bet. There's so much to bet on, playoff baseball, basketball, hockey, primetime fights, and more. But mybookie.com is the one bet I know you'll be happy with all year. I recommend these guys because I really trust them. Mybookie.com has been in business for years. They've gotten great online reviews, and their mobile site is easy to use. Mybookie is offering a 100% bonus for the last time this year. That's right. Have you been thinking about placing a pick all season and haven't manned up yet? Well, it's time to make your move. After Sunday's kickoff, you can kiss that bonus goodbye. So this is it. Sunday's the deadline, people. Also, make sure to follow at MyBookie on Twitter and Instagram. They personally respond to your every mention and DM, not to mention they're giving away nearly $10,000 in free money to their followers this football season. You'll be the first to know as soon as new odds and props are posted. Log into MyBookie.com right now and don't miss out on your last opportunity to collect the industry's biggest bonus. Use promo code FLEX and you'll get your first deposit matched 100%. That's promo code FLEX, F-L-E-X. You play, you win, you get paid. Jacob, if you're a betting man, which I know you are just like me, is Bryce Love the lock 
to be the top running back in 2019. Would gonna, you put your money on Bryce Love? I'm going to fade that. I, <gasps> I, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not going to put my money on that. Okay, okay. And that's a nice segue into this uh, running back discussion. Yeah. <laughs> because uh, if anybody's stocks plummeting, it's going to be Bryce Love. Yeah, for sure. Um, look, what if I gave you... Uh, look, go, if he would have come out last year, where would Bryce Love have been on the running back list behind Barkley? Oh, man. I don't, I don't think... Uh, I think Geis would have been ahead of him. Mm-hmm. I it's safe to say uh, Sonny Michelle would have been ahead, ahead of him. Okay, but then maybe Bryce Love right behind maybe, him. Maybe maybe Bryce Love right there. So he'd yeah. have been like maybe the you know arguably the third or fourth back off he, the board. He's in that tier three yeah. where it's it's really preference. At okay, that point. And, and landing spot. All right, we say that now with hindsight, but last year at this time we were ho- you know not this time. Yeah, last year, like yeah. this time, yeah. we you know he was a game breaker. We thought if he comes out, he's going to be in that argument for the top you know two top three back. That is not the case this year. Look, dude, five games played. He's had some injuries. He's not healthy. He's not been on the field. 87 attempts. That's it through five games. 348 yards. He's only averaging four yards a carry, only three touchdowns. And here's what's really disappointing. Only eight catches for 44 yards on the season. Eight for 44. That's like a half of football for Saquon Barkley in the NFL. Um, that's what happens when you have JJ or Sega Weiss out on your team. Yeah, right. Soaking up all run. those all those uh, catches, <laughs> those red zone targets. Are you worried that Love is banged up? Uh, like him being banged up this year in college is a sign of things to come when he does make it to the NFL? Uh, not necessarily. Okay, uh, it's it, it's one of those deals where this this system, this offense at Stanford has been churning out running backs, churning out tight ends. Right. I'm not I'm not too concerned about it to be honest with you. I'm really not. The injuries, not not so much. But the production is is something to be a little bit concerned about. Okay. So, uh, look, here's my concern. It, it's not just the injury. It's it, it, it. We've seen guys fight through injuries. He doesn't. He doesn't just. He, maybe he's mailing it in. I don't want. I don't know the guy personally. Obviously, he doesn't look like he wants to be out there. You know. I, I don't know. It just. It doesn't. It, something doesn't feel right. Stanford's a run first team. In, in my eyes, if he was. Anywhere close to 100%, he would be out there. It looks like he might just be saying, well, you know what, guys? I'm not going to go hurt myself anymore. Yeah, he's coasting. In 2017, he averaged 8.1 yards a carry for 2,118 yards and 19 touchdowns. That's twice as much yards per carry. Yeah, I know. And and let's see, uh, about eight times as many yards. well, we're not there yet. Well, I'm just saying. Yeah. He's on pace. He's probably he's, he's on pace to finish with less than 1,000 yeah. yards, dude. I mean, yeah. um, so look, we've seen Bryce Love do it. I think what's going to happen, in my opinion, Bryce Love is going to be one of those guys you can get in the middle to late of the first round because of this bad senior season he's having. And he's going to be one hell of a value when he starts breaking things open, a la Tyreek Cohen. You know, one of these guys that kind of bursts onto the scene with a couple Mm -hmm. big games. So don't forget about Bryce Love, people, when you're starting to look at the 2019 class and you're like, man, this guy's pretty rough this year. He's done it in the past. And another guy, Rodney Anderson, and we don't have him on the list, but he's the one that I believe retired. He was, he was one of the top running back prospects out of Oklahoma, and he's no longer playing football. Really? Yeah. I must have missed that. Yeah, yeah. I didn't have him on my list. He was probably one of the top dynasty, uh, dynasty, dynasty Debbie assets okay. in the community. And he, he just up and left. Yeah, he got injuries, started mounting up, so he's, he's pretty much done. Okay, let's talk about your favorite football team, the Alabama Crimson Tide. They have a running back. No rebuttal there? Nothing to say there? You didn't no. catch it? You must have missed it. I, uh, I heard it loud right. and clear. <laughs> they have a running back, Damian Harris, 5'10", 214, what do you see out of Damian Harris? I know he's he's splitting the workload. I think he's like in a three-headed monster at Alabama. I mean, do you like Damian Harris as a, an elite 
you know, NFL prospect in 2019? It's really hard to, to gauge his talent level whenever he's there. There's two to three other running backs on that same squad. Yeah. That may, I don't want to say putting up the same production, but they're doing just, they're doing pretty damn well in, in their own right. Yeah. I mean, you got Najee Harris, you got Joshua Jacobs. Obviously, they play a little bit of a different playing style. Yeah. But year after year, you see these Alabama running backs just run through the SEC, find that monster offensive line. And credit to them, they do have some talented running backs. Don't get me wrong. Right. But it's, it's one of those chicken and the egg egg things. Like, what's the reason? Are, are they running because the, the talent in front of them? Right. Or is it because of the talent in the running back? And Alabama running backs in the NFL have not been doing too great right. outside of Mark Ingram. I mean, yeah, Yel- Trent Yel- Richardson, Yeldon. Yeldon's a thing because of uh, he's a handcuff. Yeah. But Trent Richardson was an absolute bust after his after his first season. Yeah. So, okay. Well, I hear you. I hear you. Here's what I do like. 6.3 yards of carry. In 2017, he had 7.4 yards of carry. And in 2016, he had 7.2 yards of carry. Okay? I understand your argument that, okay, the offensive line is good. Maybe he's just benefiting from that. But you have to be an elite runner to, to average 7 yards of carry. A good offensive line will get you 3 yards of push. And if you're, you're a subpar runner, you'll get 4 yards. And, you know, kind of get what I'm saying? I get it. But to you- get to that second level and, and average 7 yards of carry for, for two seasons straight... And, and this this is cheap for me to say this because I don't have the facts with me, but there there are advanced stats that show untouched yards where you get like seven yards before yeah. you get touched on average. Right, right, and right. That seven is a little outrageous. That doesn't it's happen. It's probably more like three and a half. Three and a half four, to four. Right. If, you, if you don't get touched for the first three and a half, four yards, you're building up a full head of steam and you're freaking, you're, you're going to plow under the three yards. Yeah, right, right. I mean, that that, that is a thing that, that should be factored into. Uh, his grade. All right. So according to WalterFootball.com, which is a great site, I, I, I recommend you listeners check them out. They give you, it, It's not a, necessarily a fantasy site, but you get you know all the names, you get some breakdowns, you get some notes, some scouts. They, they said some sources, uh, you know, scouts in the NFL have compared Harris to the good version of Doug Martin. Um, <laughs> which, well, but you laugh, but you know that, that two or three year window where Doug Martin was was pretty damn good. If you get two or three years of that production out of Damian Harris. You know, that's a pretty good investment, right? I mean, you're not grabbing this guy in the top five. I, I wouldn't imagine. He's probably going to be no. more in the 8 to 12 range of your first round, maybe even later. Right. Most of these running backs are going to be right. pretty far back. It's 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 a universally agreed upon fact that this is a, this a, is a, weak, receiver. This is a weak running back class. Yeah, well, and it's a wide receiver heavy class. Yeah. So you're probably not taking the first running back until five or six overall, depending on your league. You know, so so even the fifth guy on this list might be a second round pick mm-hmm. in, in our drafts. Yeah. I, look, I don't like Alabama. Uh, I despise them. Hashtag free Devin White. De- Damian Harris, I think, is the most talented running back uh, on their group. And look, he has the numbers to back it up. He, he has the he, he passes the eye test. I, I, I like him. I'm you know. Let's wait and see how the rest of the year plays out. And okay. then obviously the combine. But I do like him. Yeah, I'd like to see how he runs. In yeah, the combine. Right, right. I like to, I like to see how he does. And he's a he's a junior, if I'm not mistaken, right? Uh, I think he came, but didn't oh, he, he come, did back? come back? Yeah, so he, we might be able to see him in the Senior Bowl. Right. So which, we'll, which would be really cool to see. Yeah, right. We'll get a bigger sample size. A lot of these running backs came back. Uh, Bryce Love, Damian Harris. So, Damian Harris, right. And look, Damian Harris put up those numbers I mentioned last year. He had 1,000 yards, 11 touchdowns, and that was with guys like Bo Scarborough, you know, a couple mm-hmm. couple of elite prospects with him in the backfield. So Another running back to prove my point. Right. Bo Scarborough. He's not even on a team, I don't think. Yeah. I mean, I think uh, they – Jags. I think he's on the Jags practice. Oh, Jags practice squad. Yikes. And he can't get, even get on the field even with yeah. Fournette out. Yeah. So uh, I know Adam – uh, Adam Thomas would, would like this guy. I've watched this guy a lot. Uh, Mike Weber, Ohio State. Same exact size as Damian Harris, 5'10", 214. Um, we'll get to the numbers in a second, but, man, if this guy's healthy, he is like 
Ezekiel Elliott that's, light. That's what I was actually just googling Ezekiel Elliott's uh, measurables. Yeah. To see, because I don't I don't want to be like yeah this guy's the next Ezekiel Elliott, but I think Zeke's a little bit bigger. I, th- I think he is like two twenty five or you know he might have a little more weight to him. But the way he runs, the yeah. low center of gravity, yeah, he, lo- he looks like a Zeke Elliott yeah. clone. And you want a running back that has a low center of gravity. Yeah, right. Le- less chance of injury, in my opinion. Yeah. Obviously, luck plays a factor into that. But the the lower you run, like a Fournette or a Derrick Henry, they run high. Right. They're Shots to the legs, stuff like that. Right. I think that has a little bit of a factor into it. I agree. Uh, look, Weber, he, and so far this year, 96 attempts, uh, 516 yards, he's averaging, five, averaging 5.4 yards a carry, three TDs, 14 catches, 75 yards, 5.4 yards a catch, and a TD. I know he's not, um, you know, look, he's not getting the elite numbers. I mean, he's going to finish with around 200 attempts, about 1,000 yards, six TDs. He's not going to have off-the-charts numbers, but Ohio State – you know, they throw the ball a lot. I wouldn't trust the numbers. I would trust the eyes more when watching him run. It's not just that he he's running well behind that offensive line. He's a game-breaker when he gets out in the open field. Uh, he's a tough runner. I really like Weber. He had some injury issues in 2017, mostly hamstrings. Um, but I don't know. I like him. And I'm sure Adam, he, you know, he, he's an Ohio State guy. He would be on board um, if you just, just watch yeah. him with the eye test. Yeah, I don't, I don't disagree. I, with that. I see you clicking around. Are you still googling Ezekiel Elliott? No, I'm, I'm getting ahead. <laughs> he, on the, on the next guy. You're looking at the next guy. Well, uh, let's go to the next guy. Uh, big back here, six one two twenty six. L. J. Scott out of Michigan State. I don't think he's a very sexy prospect right now, but he kind of reminds me of the way Le'Veon Bell looked okay. coming out of college. Oh, you know, a little overweight, more okay. of a bruiser, goal line back. If he would slim down, I could see. I'm not saying he's the next Le'Veon Bell. I could see yeah. a Le'Veon Bell type transformation in his game. What do you think? I, I thought you were going to compare him to Royce Freeman a little bit. Uh, well, right now, but yeah. you know, I, I I don't see him. Michigan State asks their running backs to be big bruising yeah. backs. It, it's it's a similar to uh, the old LSU offensive philosophy. Right. Beat the team down and just run over them in the fourth quarter. Right. That's, that's it's, it's un- unfortunately it's going to be a detriment to uh, the perception. Of Scott, OJ Scott. Right. He's going to he, get like he's, a goal He's a lot line. better than, than what he's being displayed as. Right. I think so, too. Uh, look, so far, he's only played in three games in 2018. He's been injured. He's only averaging 3.2 yards a carry. Like I said, I think he's playing too heavy. I think if he slims down to 215, you know, 6'1", 215 range, I think he could be a little more elusive. Um, keep your eye on this guy. He's had some consistent uh, production at Michigan State. He's in a, you know, a, would you say a somewhat pro-style offense? Oh, yeah, absolutely. You know, right, plays in cold weather. So there, I could see the perks. This is one of those guys you're going to have to just watch and see how he does in the offseason stuff, the draft, the uh, the combine, all that, and, and landing spot. Mm-hmm. So any thoughts on L.J. Scott? No, uh, I, I, like, I like the way he runs. He's a hard runner. Yeah. You, he's definitely a physical guy, and he can definitely withstand the, uh, the constant beating right. in the NFL that he's going to – He's definitely going to get so. No, I, I like the talent. I really do. Big yeah. fan of LJ Scott. He's been on my radar for a couple years now. And it's uh, interesting to see how, how he does because first-round picks, I'm, I'm, looking to, I'm looking to get a, a running back myself. No, so. really? Yeah. Really? Yeah. You don't say. <laughs> who, are your, uh, who are your current running backs on your home, on your home league? Uh, Te- Tevin Coleman, uh-huh. Adrian Peterson, Corey Clement, and uh, oh, Darius guys. Yeah, there, there's I have some guys. guys. Yeah, some guys. Yeah, tw- some guys. You know, yeah, some guys. Um, it's not as as bad as you make it out well LJ Scott's gonna be one of those guys I don't think he's gonna unless he drops the weight I don't think he's gonna necessarily test you know off the charts he's gonna be one of those guys you can get like in a mid-second to late second range I believe he'll be like last year's I don't know uh Naheem Hines and some of these guys that kind of fell to the back because we weren't weren't sure about them 
Uh, it could be a good value pick. So keep your eye on LJ Scott. Um, oh, and before let's let me just before I get to the next guy on my list, let's scroll down here to the honorable mention guy real quick because we talked about Ohio State, Oof. Purdue. Yeah, beat the hell out of Ohio State this past weekend. What was that score? Uh, a lot to I don't know twenty one. It was like fifty eight twenty eight or something. It was, I think it was like fifty one. Uh, forty nine twenty. Oof. Yeah, Oof. that was rough. I mean, they, they rushed the field. You couldn't see a blade of grass at Purdue. Um, terrible. Uh, l- the reason why I want to put this guy in here, I'm not too familiar with him. I'll be honest with the listeners. We haven't dug that deep into the 2019 class. We're still playing fantasy football mm-hmm. like you guys. But DJ Knox, the running back for Purdue, he's a senior, 5'7", 210 pounds, big stocky dude. Apparently he squats like 1,000 pounds. I have here in bold, gamer. If you watch that Ohio State game, the dude's a game breaker. 16 carries, 128 yards. That's eight yards a carry against yeah. a pretty good Ohio State yeah. defense. You don't throw that word out often either, so that's a, that's a nice compliment. What gamer? Gamer. Yeah, he that's, is. That's a compliment. Yeah, he's a gamer. Hey, look, three TDs against uh, the number you know what two team in the country. The so. the number two. The team. number two team. Uh, look, he averaged six and a half yards a carry in 2018. Eight TDs. He can catch the ball a bit. Purdue's not known for a high flying offense. Mm-hmm. I think he's one of those guys you can watch. Definitely could be a value depending on landing spot. So I just wanted to throw DJ Knox's name out there because, you know, we're going to cover all these guys. Mm-hmm. We're going to go through 30 running backs over the next six months. Oh, but, yeah. you know, seven, eight months. Right, Gosh. right, right. So, but I just wanted to throw his name out there, start, you know, putting him on your list, people, you know, move him up and down your board. All right. You've seen this guy's, this next guy play. This will be the last running back we cover. Miles Gaskin, Washington, a bit undersized. But you've seen him. Your your initial thoughts when I say Miles Gaskin? Uh, definitely, he's he's a talented running back. Uh, yeah. Similar system that uh, Chris Peterson's been playing with at Boise State. Uh, definitely relies upon the running back just like he did with Doug Martin. Yeah, he's playing it. The Pac-12 doesn't get much love. Right. That's it's a solid conference. It's just they all beat up on each other, man. Yeah. Pretty good defenses. Plays in a pro style offense. Mm-hmm. I think he's. I think he's going to translate well to the transition well to the next level. My only concern about Gaskin his size. He's five nine, a buck ninety three. You'd like to see him get that number up to about two hundred, at least at or over the two hundred mark. Um, he kind of his, his his highlight reel in college kind of reminds me of like what Ronald Jones looked like in at USC. Mm. He could he could hit the hole and go. Yeah. You know, he relies on his athleticism to get you know get the big play. But his, his stats are pretty remarkable. Um, in his first three seasons at Washington, freshman, sophomore, junior, he had over 12, uh, 1,300 yards in all three seasons, uh, double-digit touchdowns in all three seasons. He had 21 touchdowns last year. I mean, the guy's off the charts with the numbers. Uh, his career average is 5.7. Look, he's at, I know we're going to worry about how many touches he has, but he's proven at his size that he could take the workload. Mm-hmm. Listen to these attempts. 227, 237, 222 the last three years. I mean, that's like, that's Royce Freeman type. Damn it. That's Royce Freeman numbers. Right. Yeah. And he's about 35 pounds smaller yeah. than, than yep. Freeman. Um, no, I mean, I don't, I don't disagree with any of that. The, the, the concern I do have is how he performs against the big, big teams. Right. Played Auburn week one, only, only, t- uh, only amounted for 75 yards okay. on 17 attempts. So it's 4.4 4. 4 yards per, uh, per clip. Which in college not, isn't that not great. Not terrible, but. You'd like to see more. These guys are supposed to be upper echelon elite guys. Right. You'd like to see them eclipse at least five and a half yards of carry. Right. And against Oregon, probably the, the best defense they're going to play in the Pac-12. Um, is that a – sorry about that. 15, 15 carries for 69 yards. A similar 4.6, but just not getting it done. And I'm not seeing much in the reception game. Right. That's, that's another problem. I think I'm, I'm seeing, what, seven, 
eight receptions on the season? Uh, I have that in seven games. He has 11 catches. Okay. But I mean, his last three years, he's never had more than 20 catches in yeah, a year. So he's, he's not yeah. a pass catching back. No. Unless you're just not displaying it or, or right. showcasing it. But yeah, I never try to, It's hard to tell yeah. because these college systems never ask the running backs to do these things. Some, yeah. some of them don't. Um, you know, we're going we're gonna to know. We're going to see more with the offseason stuff with the combine. But yeah, he's never had 20 catches. He's never had more than 230 receiving yards. He did have three receiving touchdowns last year, so it shows you that he can find the end zone. Yeah, he's um, got uh, he's got none on the season right now, right? Uh, none so far yeah, this year, so yeah. Far, right. But he's averaging seven point nine yards a catch. I mean, his numbers are, I mean, you know, look, the dude has fifty career touchdowns in Washington. He has over five thousand career yards, fifty four, you know, total touchdowns if you add in the receiving ones. Mm-hmm. I think he has talent. I don't know if he can be a workhorse type guy, but I think he could be a nice one two punch. Don't. Take this the wrong way, but maybe you know, like the, like Ingram and Kamara. I think if you pair Gaskin up with, you know, a bigger back, he could have a nice role. You know, similar to the way the Falcons run with their guys. So mm-hmm. keep your eye on those guys. So to recap, the top five guys. I say top five. The five guys we wanted to bring out. These are five of the names that you know everybody should be knowing right now. Mm-hmm. Bryce Love with Stanford, Damian Harris with Alabama, Mike Weber with Ohio State, L.J. Scott with Michigan State. Uh, and and Miles Gaskin with Washington. Honorable mention, another guy to keep your eye on. I'm gonna say spotlight guy, DJ Knox with Purdue. Um, Got it. Those are you know guys we're gonna watch. Yeah. And uh, one more thing I can mention on yeah. Gaskin, he has a couple games that he's probably gonna be the spotlight's gonna be on him in the next in probably three of the four next weeks. He gets Stanford in two weeks. Mm-hmm. It's a pretty good run defense there. That's gonna be prime time. Probably gonna be on Pac-12 Network if I'm not mistaken. And there you go. We got you got Washington State at Washington State. Yeah, big rivalry big, game. Big game up there, man. So uh, he's 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 definitely gonna have an opportunity to to showcase himself. He's gonna be on the national stage. Right. So yeah. let's, let's see how he performs against against some solid some solid teams. So there's your reason why you need to watch the Apple mm-hmm. Cup, baby. Yeah. Miles Apple Gaskin. Um, before we get to a look ahead at Week Eight, real quick, let me mention I forgot to do this earlier. Uh, people, we are on Twitter. The Flex Appeal Show is on Twitter at Flex Appeal Show. Message us, follow us, give us a don't at me. Don't add don't add Jacob, but you can add uh, (laughs) you know Flex Appeal Show. We had some interaction with one of our league mates uh, last week. He he's all on the Laletta bandwagon. So hashtag you got to get him checked out. Yeah, oh yeah, there's something wrong wrong with Seth. Right, he actually (laughs) texted me this week and said it was like a picture of Odell Beckham crying, and it was like, don't worry, buddy, your savior's coming. That's what he that's what he sent me. No, I I think it was uh, well. After after the Eli uh, Apple, oh trade, right, he right. said uh, Eli got traded. And he's like, and it's like all pumped up, and it's like it was Eli Apple. Yeah, the wrong Eli. Yeah. So, so poor um, Aletta. Anyway, long story short, Twitter at Flex Appeal Show. That's at Flex Appeal Show. We will communicate with you if you would like to talk to us um, and share our podcast, like our podcast, uh, subscribe to our podcast, give us a rating and review. The whole nine people. The more you interact with us, and the more you uh, click on things on the podcast apps the higher we go and the more content we can bring you. All right, Jacob, week eight on the horizon, your game of the week. Game of the week? Yeah. Uh, it's got to go Saints-Vikings. Oh, yeah. Rema- rematch of the uh, the NFC Divisional round. You know, I wanted to bring Adam on to the show last night, and he told me that he couldn't because he had to work late. I think it was just a cop-out. He didn't want to talk about the Vikings and the ass-whooping that's coming this, yeah. their way. I mean, do you agree with that? I agree, man. He's. He, I could smell the fear. Yeah, me too. I don't know how many miles away we are. You know, you'd probably have <laughs> ten or ten or so hours away. I could smell the fear. Yeah, I think it's more than ten. I think it's like eighteen. Okay. Yeah. yeah we made Minnesota. that drive. I made that drive. Up well, a you, years you ago. drove to Ohio. You didn't drive yeah. to. Uh, well, yeah, you're right. He's in Ohio. Yeah. Minnesota's a long yeah. way. Look, 
Uh, revenge game, it sets up perfectly for the Saints. It, yeah, it's a road game, but it's in a dome. We saw that game last year in the playoffs was a shootout. I think you start everyone in this game, obviously. Oh, yeah. Defenses are not, not performing up to, uh, right. up to par. Uh, okay, so don't start the defenses. But every offensive oh, player, yeah. you every start them both, player. right? Diggs. Right. Diggs is gonna be a, gonna be a beast. I think uh, Thielen. Mm-hmm. They can't. They Lattimore can't cover both of them. Yeah, right, right. I, I don't. don't I don't think Eli Apple's playing this week. I don't think so. Yeah, and yeah, he's, he's a little injured. I'd start Rudolph too. The pass defense. Yeah, absolutely. Latavius Murray maybe the only guy you, you have to set your your high. high you know, Saints a little have low. a pretty good. Yeah. I think one of the top run run defenses yeah. in the league. So maybe you know you, you start him, but oh yeah, you know temper your expectations on the Saints side. Obviously, Kamara, Ingram, Thomas, Breeze. You're starting those guys. Benjamin Watson might be a sneaky good play. He's come along the last couple weeks, and I still think it's too soon to trust Traquan yeah, Smith. I was, was going to mention Smith. And yeah, and Cameron Meredith. Yeah, they're kind of divvying Meredith. up all those other targets. Yeah. So wait and see approach. If you're desperate, obviously with bye weeks, they're not bad plays. But call your shot. The Steelers get 100 yards this week. I don't know. That's tough. If lot, how about this? If Lattimore is exclusively guarding Thielen, which I don't think he will, but if he does, I'll say no. If Lattimore is not guarding Thielen, I'll say yes. I'm gonna go no, regardless. Really? I, I think they're gonna. I think they're gonna key on, key in on him and make Diggs beat him. Well, look. All I gotta say is this: the Saints could double cover him, and that damn safety we have, that Williams kid that blew it last year in in, in Minnesota, <laughs> he'll probably still miss the tackles on Thielen, and he'll scamper his way to 100 he has yards. To share the love. He gave it to Diggs last season. Yeah, right, right. Now he's got a whiff on a couple on uh, Thielen. Yeah. All right. The next game we have here: Broncos at Chiefs. Um, look, the Broncos' defense has not been the same nah. since they lost to Lieb in the offseason. Um, and a bunch of other key guys. Well, right, right, and their run defense and stinks. Yeah. Um, I think Kareem Hunt's going to have a good day on the yep. ground, and I also think Patty Mahomes is going to continue to light yep. it up. You can have cornerbacks that guard his guys. Tyreek Hill is not a traditional wide receiver. He's going to get the ball, and yep. uh, Kelsey is going to you know, get the rock over the middle. So yep. fire up all the Chiefs. Fire them all up. Even even, even you got you guys like uh, Sammy Watkins and stuff like that. I think all – all assets are to own and play. Yeah, I think so week. too. I'm not a huge Sammy Watkins guy, you know that, yeah, but I, know it. I think this if you're going to play him, this is one of the weeks you want to pick your spots. They're at home. They play better at home. Uh, he had a big catch. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm with you. I start all of them. What about the Broncos? What, what, mm. what feeling about them? I mean, I think Sanders is probably the only safe option. Okay. Lindsay's uh Lindsay's one of those guys you could depend upon now. Yeah. What what a surprise he's been. Yeah. By the way. Crazy out of nowhere. Um, Freeman. I think with the, the the way that the Chiefs are vulnerable up the middle, yeah, he's probably he's probably a safe play, but I'm, I'm gonna fade on that one. Say I'm more confident in Lindsey and Sanders, but that's yeah. about it in that offense. Yeah, game flow worries me about Freeman. Yeah, uh, if if the Chiefs get up big, which they probably will mm-hmm. or they could, you could very mm-hmm. well see that. Then mm-hmm. Royce Freeman's not in the game. Lindsey right. is, so I'm with you there. What about the Marius Thomas? Rumors that he might be traded by next week. You know, you think is there a chance that the Broncos try to showcase him this sun, uh, Sunday? You know. With the trade deadline on Tuesday, oh, do they force feed him <laughs> nine or ten targets to try to you know pump up his value right before the trade deadline? Uh, it's possible. I don't think yeah. they, they really think about all that stuff, but hey, you never know. You know, you know, you really never know what goes in the minds or, of a uh, John Elway. Are you starting Thomas? No, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not starting Thomas. Okay. Uh, what about Keenum? Are we are we off that train? I mean, he's 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 not starting unless you have a Dude, bye week. Right? I was off that train two weeks ago, yeah. but unfortunately, I'm back on it because of Chad Kelly. Yeah, right, right. Machine right. Gun Kelly's done. Yeah. So. Oh yeah, Chad Kelly cut. You yeah. you wanted to talk about that, and I said no, nobody cares. But <laughs> I got I got it in. I managed yeah, to sneak you it into it. the Good segment. job. You got Chad Kelly go. uh, into the show. Um, Packers at Rams next game. Who wins this game? Let's start with that. Rams are undefeated. 
Dude, be, it's it's foolish to bet against the Rams at this yeah, point. If so. you're not, if you're betting against the Rams, you're trying to be the contrarian guy that likes to spark a debate. I will say this though. I mean, other than Brady and the Patriots, if anybody's going to beat the Rams, you can see Rodgers doing it. I mean, he's pulled off miracles in the past. I don't know. Just throwing that out there. Um, I don't think it's going to happen. Cooper not Cup. Cooper Cup might not play. I think you fire up Cooks and and Woods with confidence. Absolutely. Um, the Fairly Packers obviously. defense. Yeah, the Packers defense is garbage. Yeah, it's not. Yeah. It's nothing to no, nothing to write home about for sure. I think um, I'll make a bold statement. I think this week in particular, at home, uh, Gurley, Goff, Cooks, and Woods can all finish top twelve at their position. Obviously, Goff and Gurley, you can see that happening with ease. I think both wide receivers might actually do it too, only because Cup's not there and the defense is so weak. So I'm on board the Rams train. What about the Packers? What are we thinking about like Jimmy Graham, their running backs? You know, have we have we figured any of this out yet? I don't think they even figured it out. Yeah, Graham's uh, a bit of a mystery. Yeah, I don't think they know what to do with him. Obviously, they're utilizing him in the red zone, but other than that, I mean, he's kind of a – I don't want to say non-factor, but he's hes close to that. Yeah. Obviously, Devontae Adams is – Yeah, starter locked yeah, in, right? locked in, absolutely. Rodgers is, is a sure thing. The running back carousel is a little frustrating. I don't know what to do with that. That's yeah. uh, What the hell are you going to do with that? I think this might be the game you like – just say, I'm going to go with the pass catcher. I'm going to throw Ty Montgomery out there. Uh, you know, because you predict that the Rams are going to be ahead and then they're going to be throwing it to Montgomery. I don't know. Just just a thought. I love Aaron Jones, but if he's going to be one of those game-dependent, game-flow-dependent guys. They're going to have to have, have the lead to run him up the middle. I don't see this being the week they do they do that. So. He just does everything better than Jamal Adams. I know. I mean, Jamal Williams. Jamal Williams, yeah. Yeah, he just does everything better than him, except uh, please uh, Mike McCarthy. Yeah, that's, that's the uh, the one contingent. And one thing to watch from a dynasty perspective, Geronimo Allison is probably going to be back this week, coming off oh, of a concussion and a hammy. What about Cobb? Is well, Cobb going to be back? I don't know about Cobb. I don't Dang. think it matters at this point. I think we know what Cobb is. He's probably peaked in his career, in my opinion. I'm just talking about like other guys, like we've been watching the rookies, Geronimo Marquez. Allison. Yeah, right. Fucked. So Skip. something to watch. Allison's back if he does play. To see, you know, does how does he uh, mm-hmm. progress? Because that that affects the other rookies behind him. So. Absolutely. And then the last game here, I don't know why we put this in last. Thursday night football, man. Oh, if you have a guy that you're on the fence about, and they play on Thursday night football, just plug him in. Just plug him in. It's 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 more no. As if it's a fifty fifty decision. Oh right right right. Always go to Thursday night football. No game. way. I tell everybody to not go with because, the Thursday night game because uh-huh. entertainment value. Oh Jesus. You're gonna be watching the game. You have some stake in it. Wrong. Unless, unless you're uh you're you're dialed in the mybookie.com. Uh, yeah right. So uh yeah you get, put a little bit of stake in it. That's I, I love Thursday night plays, man. I really do. Not me because those games are usually gross. When when, had, when when's the last one that was pretty bad though? Had they had any bad Thursday night football games this season? Hmm. I mean, we're, we're seven weeks into it. Yeah, you know, now that I think about it, there haven't. Well, there, maybe there hasn't been a real gross one, but I don't know. Five, Generally, I five years of. I yeah, agree. I'm speaking generalities here. Five years of bad that, Thursday night games. That clouds your mind. Yeah, it clouds you your had, mind. You had those ugly, sloppy football grounded out fest, and it you, just clowns your judgment. Usually, I say I tell people like, "Hey, if you 50-50, avoid the Thursday night games. It's a short way, week. The teams are tired. Game plans are vanilla." I want to be entertained. Yeah. Well, then go bet on mybookie.com if you want to watch that game with something <laughs> on it. Uh, any other news and notes you want to discuss here while we still have some time, Jacob? Uh, I think, well, this is a little off topic, but not off topic. Midterms are coming up. Uh-huh. Fantasy sports betting is on the, uh, going to be on the docket for most uh, most people in the country. Uh, that's right. That's something uh, 
dude, just 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 go for it, man. Spread yeah. the word. Vote get, yes. Get this thing passed, dude. Yeah. It's it's a ridiculous, archaic system blocking what we love to do. Uh huh. Then we have to cross state lines just to do just right to, to play some daily just, fantasy. Just to play a little bit of daily fantasy, man. Yep. I'm, I'm with you there. So you, you, you've been. You've been riding that horse for I've a while. been emailing senators yeah. for years, dude, and I get yeah. the generic response. Thank you for contacting us. We'll take your <laughs> request seriously and get back to you in eight years. Okay. So, look, yes, if it's on your ballot, your parish or county or state or any kind of ba- – anywhere you vote and you see anything that pertaining to fantasy football, say yes. I mean, just do it. Fantasy sports, whatever. Yes. I'm with you there. So, there's your little politics. I guess uh, Election Day is this Tuesday, right? I believe so. so we probably won't have another show. Maybe we'll have the results by our next show. There That'd we be go. Cool. There you go. So we're gonna be, t- we're gonna be breaking down our daily yeah. fantasy lineups. <laughs> we're gonna be going crazy with it. There you go, Jacob. <laughs> uh, this was fun, man. Thank you for jumping on this uh, show. As always, it was a good time. Uh, good luck to you in week eight, my man. Yeah, yeah. Same goes to you, man. All right, cool. Uh, thank you for listening, people. Uh, we will be back next week. Maybe taking a look at either quarterbacks or tight ends. We haven't decided for the 2019 class. Uh, But as always, thank you for joining us. And uh, we will see you next week. You've been listening to Flex Appeal Dynasty Fantasy Football.